0: It's important to know the person who they are and where they wanna go and then help them from there.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arvie Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. And we are doing a little different series, and that is interviewing authors from the collaboration book of the impact of one voice that's right the impact of one voice and with me today is my dear friend evelyn gray now evelyn she is a certified coach and certified seminar seminar leader and an author of five books her 22 years of experience working with people and organizations who are challenged by disorganization. She helped individuals to refocus, regroup, and rejuvenate by increasing their productivity levels up to 43%. Evelyn's simple strategies and systems save yourself space, maximize your time, energy, money, and sanity of dealing with procrastination and emotional relationships through her virtual step to success coaching and consulting programs has helped individuals improve the quality of their lives so they have less mess and stress so they have more success. Evelyn supports individuals to bridge the gap between where they are now and where they wanna be. She partners with her clients to design the life they want, bringing out her clients own brilliance and resources so they can achieve excellence and create purposeful, extraordinary lives. And her motto is, if you can't find it in 30 seconds, it's in the wrong place. So welcome Evelyn. Woohoo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, Evelyn. So you are one of the authors in the book, One, the Impact of One Voice. And you are one voice, of course, in many voices. And your chapter is all about the high cost of clutter, the high cost of clutter. So let's talk a little bit about clutter. That's our conversation we're going to have. But first, How did you become the clutter, uh, I want to say destroyer expert that you are today? How did you get into this line of coaching?
0: Well, I started out when my girls were young in a program called Partners in Print, where I focused on kindergartners uh, learning to read books, even though they couldn't. And then I rewarded them with a personal pan pizza. And I found working with other parents that they had trouble getting information together so we could hold the workshops for the children and the parents at that time. And so I was uh, creating a program for them so we could do it throughout the school district. And it was successful because I put systems in place and reduced their clutter as far as how they would find things so they can put together some of their personal stuff for the workshops. Um, And so I was already organized already, but I had to be even more organized because I took on this additional thing. And through my daughter's three daughters' education, I was involved in other things like PTA and being PTA president. So I had to even be more organized and uh, make sure that the clutter didn't mount up on myself at that time.
1: Got it. And with three girls, they could mount up. So in your chapter, you talk a lot about, and I know you're a hoarding expert as well, not that you hoard, but that you're an expert helping people that do hoard to release And, you know, to release some of their stuff. And you share this very heartwarming story about a woman um, who was a light hoarder, you called her a low level hoarder. Um, And we could talk about the different levels. And, and certainly, I mean, We've all at some point have seen I've never been in a house, but I have seen a car chock full of stuff before. So tell us a little bit about that experience and how and why you wrote it. In this particular chapter,
0: Uh, people really don't understand why people hoard and it could be various reasons. And I'll just mention two or three that sometimes they acquire stuff from their parents. And so they get so overwhelmed, they stop making decisions. So they can't let go. I don't use trash, junk or throw away because those are red flags and make people nervous. So they stop what they do. Uh, Another thing is uh, there could be you know, an illness in the family, and it would maybe uh, that person that I'm interacting with, like the lady I told about in the story. Her husband called me over and didn't tell me that she had some mental challenges. Uh, Her husband was divorcing her, And uh, when I came, she got so overwhelmed, she didn't know what to do. She had to sit in a corner for about 15, 20 minutes to regroup herself, to know that she could trust me and that I wouldn't have her let anything go unless she she had, um, I had her permission. Now, the thing is, I was told also I got there that if she didn't let go of her stuff and she was going through a divorce, which I didn't know before I got there. The bank was going to throw everything away. She had about 2,000 square feet. So what I did is I helped her go through some of the stuff, which was up to maybe her hip line there. A lot of hoarders, which I prefer to call them my Opie community, if you remember Opie on Andy Griffith. OPI stands for Overabundant People in Transition. Okay. You you use those geno things and they take down that brick wall and let you in so you can talk to them. Uh, Anyway, we were finding diamonds and stuff like that. And sometimes if you toss people's things away without their permission, it can create anxiety, depression, and even sometimes suicide. You don't know. So you have to be gentle with everyone, but particularly with this community. Right. And uh, so we tried to find the most important things during my visit there. Right.
1: Now, I have read um, that a lot of times Something triggers somebody to start hoarding that they that they don't typically get that from childhood, although they could. But typically something emotionally happens. In other words, this couple. Right. The husband probably got fed up with with the hoarding, but that probably when they were early married, she probably wasn't. But And I'm not asking what her emotional trigger was, but is that true, uh, Evelyn, that there's usually something emotionally that happens that that creates people or causes them to start hoarding, and it's a slow process that happens over the years until it builds and builds. Tell us a little
0: bit about that dynamic. I think you're right on one of those points. Sometimes it starts as early as around 13 years old, and it's not discovered until they're around 40 years old. Some of the triggers could be a death in the family. Uh, It could be like a protection for them because they've been criticized. And so they'll use those inanimate objects like Mickey Mouse stuffed animal as their friend because they don't judge or shame them. And if you start doing that, sometimes the hoarding gets worse. Or if you go in there and start uh, taking away their stuff without their permission, when they finish doing that, like their friends or someone else, they'll go back and hoard even more. Because it's, a, it's like a, a protection around them that nobody can enter in, right. So right. you have to be very, very careful mm-hmm. with my OP community as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. teaching them how to let go.
1: Now, and you don't you don't just deal with hoarders. I mean, there there are clutter right. issues with all of us there. I mean, right. I always tell people I'm a stasher. In other words, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a neat Nick, but man, right. open up my desk drawer and you'll see I have all kinds of things and organized in there. And I know right. you're a brilliant organizing. And that's really the bulk of your work is to help business owners and help regular people just with regular decluttering, so to speak. So tell us a little bit about that. And then tell us like, like, what is your number one idea on how we can become a little bit more organized?
0: Well, I do work with very organized individuals. I just tweak what isn't working. It's important to know the person who they are, and where they want to go, and then help them from there, creating simple, effective uh, decisions. One of your most productive tools, and I don't think a lot of people think of it, is your sleep. And if you get your sleep, you can think clearer when you wake up in the morning. And so I teach a method called uh, brain dump. And when you do a brain dump on a piece of paper, then you can sleep at night instead of waking up all the time. That's so important. And then maybe spend 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the day and set up your day for the next day. Because if you do, you can hit the ground and run more effectively. Another thing I recommend is only plan 50% of your day and leave the other 50% for interruptions and distractions. That's your ID. ID stands for interruptions and distractions. We never know what we have the next day, even though we planned it out. So you want to set yourself up for success. Now you can do more, but you've got an agenda for the next day and you need to complete those. And if you put too much on your calendar, you're going to beat yourself up at the end of the day of what I didn't complete. My goal is you need to pat yourself on the back for what you have completed not. And so I... I, Mm teach that uh, strategy. And it's very simple based on how you think. And I make your work environment work for you. Beautiful.
1: And I know you're really big on acronyms. You've already used several, but you also have an acronym that's FAST for one of your systems. Why don't you share what FAST stands for and how people can actually implement that?
0: Okay, FAST stands for File at schedule, and toss. And people usually leave, leave out the, the S for schedule. Or the tossing to part. <laughs> if you don't schedule it, how do you know you're supposed to be doing it? Right. So if you leave it, and sometimes I even do it because I make mistakes. So that helps my clients better in fine-tuning their day every day so they're not stressed. When you're stressed, you procrastinate. And sometimes procrastination is about fear. Am I doing the right thing or I'm not doing the right thing? But I tell people, if you make a mistake, that's okay, because that's a part of a learning process and you won't make it again. Right. Right. I hope so.
1: Now, also you're real big. I mean, I've been to your place and you've been hanging out with me for many, many years and you're really big on labels and Absolutely. color coding. So tell us a little bit about
0: that. Well, you know, a lot of times I don't even remember the title of what something is. But if I color code it in a folder, whether it's see-through or your regular three-tab folder, I will know what to look for in my office. And when I put away the folder, I'm not going to put a red folder into a yellow file. So right. if I open the door and it's there, I know without even reading it that it's in the wrong place, right? Because we all make mistakes. We get uh, multitasking, like talking on the phone, put something away uh, as far as that goes. Uh, labeling, I don't want to have to remember st- even small stacks of paper. And so I put it into a folder right away. I like the see-through ones because it's kind of like a cover. And then I use my brother label maker and I put it on the uh, tab because I can rip it off real easy and reuse it all again. That way I can separate the items that I need to do for that day, rather than looking through stacks of paper. And I don't like that because I have cats who knock them off and then I have to sort through them again. But if I put them in a containerized type organizing tool that reduces me of picking up the papers off the floor and moving on.
1: Right. And you even label your Christmas decorations.
0: Oh, yes.
1: You know, and everything. So, this is not just the office. This goes on throughout your whole entire house. And that's yeah. what you help people with. So, tell people just. Like how you would come in if somebody said, oh, Evelyn, I, I need you. I need you. I need to hire you. How would you get started? Just give us some simple steps on how what you would do as a coach to get them started, get them feeling comfortable. How do you are you tackling the office first, the kitchen first? You know, how would you go about it? I'm, I'm not talking about any kind of hoarder, just a regular, average, everyday person that just wants to get a little bit more organized.
0: Okay, first I interview him over the phone and I ask him, what concerns you the most? Anything that is important to you will come to your mind first. If you change it, then uh, it doesn't work. I went to a lady's house one time and she said she wanted to work on the kitchen, right? I got there. She wanted to work on the bedroom. So that's what we work on because we'll be more productive if we do. So I ask her what, what, what her issue was as far as the bedroom was concerned and what she wanted to accomplish. And then we go from there, like we'd pull out all the clothes and and I'd ask her without her touching it because if people touch things, what happens is the energy goes up to the brain they can't let go. And so I do that for them. Uh, It's called like, you know, body doubling uh, in some aspects Um, And then if they get stuck, we we did an experiment like that, my organization, uh, organizing organization one time, and it was very interested uh, in the fact that if people touch stuff, they can't let it go.
1: That's interesting, Evelyn. That's interesting. So if 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 I have to uh, get rid of stuff. If I'm touching it, I'm going to be less apt to want to get rid of it.
0: Absolutely. you Go in and touch it. Is that the key? Yeah, you're going to keep it. You can't let it go. I don't use junk, throw away or destroy. I always say let go and give to other people because a lot of people think if they do let it go, that someone won't take care uh, as good a care of that thing than they would. And so they have to be reassured in some items, not all, that someone will take care of it, that really needs it. And you'll put a smile on their face and give them something that they're not able to acquire.
1: Right. One one of the things that I do that someone had shared with me is to look at these items and ask yourself. This is normal. I mean, not hoarding, of course. Um, But does it bring you joy? I mean, because maybe at one point it brought you joy. But now, I mean, when you wear it, do you feel good in it? Does it bring you joy? If you look at it, does it bring you joy? And if it doesn't, then let it go because it could bring joy to
0: someone else. And you're absolutely right. But a lot of times when people give you gifts, uh, their use has been taken up. And so you don't want to let it go, so you keep it. So then the clutter keeps mounting. I just tell people yeah. ask for gift certificates, and that will cut down all the clutter because you can take all those gift certificates and buy something you want. But remind yeah. yourself, so and so gave it to you. So- I
1: so agree with you. I have stuff that yeah. I've kept because people gave it to me, and it's sentimental because they gave it to. I mean, I'm a sucker for sentimental stuff. So I hear yeah. you. So I am again, too. You're saying as a gift giver, do your friends and family a favor and don't give them stuff that they have to hang on to, but instead give them gift certificates so they can buy something that really will bring them joy.
0: Yeah, or ask them what they really want. I mean, nobody asks that. I listen all year round what people want. and The, the more they mention it, the more they want it. But within, with, without any doubt, Just give them a gift certificate. Then they can do as they please. And they thank you for that all the time. Right,
1: right. I hear you. You know what? I want to talk about books for a second. All right. I mean, because people give me books. I love books, but I just don't have time to read. Like some people, you know, can read a book a day. That is not me. It takes me a good month to get through a book, reading it at night or whatever, And so what happens is I have all these books. I mean, not just here, but I have bookshelves. You've seen it in my living room of all these books that I have not read. And I don't even know if in my lifetime, because guess what? I'm now on Audible. And so I go on Audible and I listen while I'm walking my dog to new books that I want. Some of those books aren't even on Audible. So what kind of advice would you give someone like me that's hanging on to these books because someone gave them to you, some of them are by my clients and they're handwritten, um, you know, hand signed, help. What what kind of advice would you give someone like me?
0: Give them to the library or uh, to your um, armed forces. They would enjoy those more than anything else. Uh, you can't feel obligated all the time to do that. I went through my books and I gave them to my library. And uh, the ones that I did, did keep, I color coded them with dots. So I knew I'd at least put them in the section. They didn't have to be alphabetical, but I knew. And it was very, very hard. I had to go through it twice before I let go enough because I only have so much room because I live in a mobile home. And so I really have to maximize space. Well,
1: when you said, when you said color code them with dots, mm-hmm.
0: what was the code? I designed my own code. What if you're thinking of a certain category, then the first color that comes into your mind, that's how you color code them. If you change the color and say, like, I like ah. Uh, Orange for home organizing. Mm -hmm. I like green for commercial Mm -hmm. organizing. And if you switch those two, I can guarantee you the system will not work because whatever comes into your mind is what uh, you need to stick with. Got it.
1: You know what, Evelyn, our time is already up. So we need to wrap this up. Uh, But it's just been, I mean, I could talk to you about this whole declutter thing forever. I mean, there's so much to it. And I know people want to hear more from you. So how do they get a hold of
0: you? And then tell
1: us what free gift you have for us today. Well,
0: my free gift is the 43 stresses, tips and tricks. And one of them is listening to audios while you're driving or whatever. Um, You can get a hold of me at Evelyn Gray, G-R-A-Y, or send me an email for the free tips at Evelyn, E-V-E-L-Y-N, at Evelyn Gray, G-R-A-Y. And if you misspell the A-Y, I bought the website with E. So remember, if you can't find it in 30 seconds, it's in the wrong place. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I love it. All right, Evelyn, thank you so much for being on the show today. We so appreciate you. If you didn't get Evelyn's contact information, it will be in the show notes. So don't worry, just go there. And I recommend if you want to get more organized, there's so many benefits of productivity and everything else in getting more organized. So reach out to Evelyn today. All right. That's our show for today. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, RV. Bye-bye. Bye, Evelyn. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.